What do we do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. A bit of a milestone episode here on the What Do We Do podcast. Bogey and Dewey here with you at Great Lakes Wealth. And Dewey, some celebrating is in order. One, we made it to December in 2020, and that does mean that we are very close to just getting rid of this year and moving on to 2021. But for the What Do We Do podcast, officially over 5,000 downloads now as we begin episode 28. Congratulations. 5,000 downloads. Ding, ding, ding. Ring that (laughs) bell. My man. Kudos to you. Kudos to Sully and the entire team here at Great Lakes Wealth. And uh, as we always say, 5,000 downloads, but we're just getting started. Absolutely. And we have some really exciting things for 2021. We're going to change things up a little bit and I think enhance the podcast. We'll make those announcements certainly over the next several weeks as we get ready for January. No, it it really is going to be some really cool stuff. So we're very excited about that. I, I would simply ask you, you know, your expectations going into this thing. I mean, you certainly kind of put trust in myself, trust in, in Mike and, you know, the Brand 25 team to kind of launch this thing and get it going. And I don't know if you would have expected 5,000 downloads by the end of the year. Did you expect more potentially? You know, I, I guess from where we started this thing to where we are now going into 2021, I mean, I feel certainly plenty of pride. Are you are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. You, uh, what's the right word here? Uh, uh, exuberance, right? Uh, Ubulation, what's the right word there? Um, um, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, when we, ta- when we talked about starting this project, you have to remember, this is back in the height of COVID. We talked about this in March and April. We didn't know if we would have jobs. We didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. We didn't know the, the virus and the recovery. We didn't know any of this stuff, right? But we made a decision to uh, work with our clients to share information and the community as well. This is a podcast for the community, right? So when we started, we had an understanding that we would try to uh, uh, relay some very important information about the markets, have a little fun with it for sure, mm-hmm. but also um, timely and timeless information, right? And so along with that, uh, we talked, and if you remember, we said, hey, we kind of cool if each episode maybe got 100 downloads in total, mm-hmm. right? 100 downloads in total, that'd be kind of cool, right? Yeah. Well, the very uh, first episode, we had 100 downloads the first week. And I was like, wow, this is awesome, right? And we talked to clients, and they're like, this is great. Your newsletter is wonderful. You know, the website is amazing. But just to hear and be able to catch it kind of real time, fantastic. Well, now we're getting over 100 downloads in the first 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So this is fantastic growth. And now we're approaching 200 downloads a week. And we expect in no time at all, you know, 200 downloads in the first 24 hours. And again, we're just so happy here at Great Lakes Wealth that our clients and our friends in the community are listening and they're being constructive with what we're saying and telling us what we can do better. But they're also giving us tons of thumbs up and golf claps, if you will. That uh, you know, it couldn't be uh, couldn't be uh, something that's more timely than now. No, I agree. I think it says a lot about you and the team here at Great Lakes Wealth as well. That you know, we we kind of started this thing at a time when a lot of people, you know, in most years, 
sell in May and go away, one of the uh, the hot-button phrases here on the What Do We Do podcast. So for us to really start it at a time when people maybe aren't focused on the markets as much, aren't looking at you know money and what's going on, and are just trying to enjoy their summer, we were in here you know, grinding away, recording, coming up with prep, coming up with things that were relevant to people out there who maybe were going through a difficult time because this has been a very weird year for you know everyone personally, but also a weird year as it pertains to the markets. I love that we were able to hone in on some very important things, specific things, how you can continue to save money, how you can help yourself, and, and maybe get a little bit of information out there for people that didn't ordinarily have it. Yeah, I think um, I think you're spot on with that. And so um, we're Again, just getting started, but the information, if you go back to March, April, May, as we were kind of, you know, getting. I don't ever want to go back there. (laughs) And then to launch in June, right, is when we launched and to decide, do you stay the course with your investments? Do you rotate? Mm -hmm. What do we do, right? So, again, um, you and uh, Mike, fantastic name. Again, I tell everyone who asked that wasn't my idea. <laughs> I mean, you could have had a better caricature, a better picture out there. I mean, the beard's nice and all. But uh, anyway, so, um, yes, we're we're just so happy that uh, um, you've been able to be fantastic partners and you kind of lead, uh, lead us down the road. Yeah, so a, a great recap there of just, again, getting to over 5,000 downloads now on the What Do We Do podcast hopefully more than doubling that in 2021. And again, we have some exciting things uh, coming up as well. But I want to go back a little bit here before we move forward as we open up uh, episode 28 and take a peek at what was pretty eventful November, I I think is fair to say. There was a lot going on. I mean, election year, you had COVID-19 spiking back up. You got vaccines and these, you know, companies that are trying to develop the safest, you know, and fastest way to make sure that we can get those in the hands of first responders, the elderly, and then, of course, everyone else across the general population of the world. But um, overall, the month of November, there certainly was just a ton to, to pay attention to and certainly a lot going on. Kyle. Here at Great Lakes Wealth, we are calling it a November to remember. <laughs> How does that sound? That's great. Because it's exactly what it is. As you said, we had the U.S. election on November 3rd. Joe Biden was projected to be the 46th president of the United States on November 7th. Right, four days later, by the Associated Press, we're still not uh, uh, com- completely a hundred percent for sure, for sure, for sure. But um, you know that uh, that was a very significant Saturday that that announcement came down from the Associated Press and, press and other uh, news agencies uh, on Monday, November 9th, Pfizer announced a coronavirus vaccine with over ninety percent efficacy. And then Moderna and AstraZeneca followed suit with theirs a few days later, right? This is big time. Mm -hmm. This is unprecedented and unbelievable and so necessary. And then um, on top of all that, corporate earnings started coming in, and they were continuously surprising to the upside. Wall Street and companies were able to pivot. That was the big word we used back in June. Pivot. Pivot, right? So... um, Along with corporate earnings that are surprising and they're doing, you know, well, right? Well, small business, maybe not so much. And this is the problem. We'll talk about that a little bit today for sure. But corporate earnings were strong or are strong. And on top of it, you have the Federal Reserve that says they will stay accommodative. All of this was kind of priming the pump, which turned out to be 
a November to remember. Well, and that you know that's not even pointing out. And I guess I will right now. Thanksgiving, obviously, a different looking and feeling holiday. Um, you know than we're used to having with you know potentially parties of upwards of twenty five family members and whatnot. Some people doing it a little bit smaller. Some people not seeing their family at all. Some people not traveling. Some were. I mean, a lot going on there. And then of course. You had the retail aspect of it all with the Black Fridays of the world, the Small Business Saturday. We still didn't really come up with a, a name for Sunday, I don't believe. But either way, Cyber Monday playing another role. And that, of course, is a huge boon you know, for the economy, the retail side of things, people getting out there and throwing their money into the economy. No doubt a huge thing. No doubt, right? So what a way to end the month uh, with that Black Friday Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. We don't know the economic impact in terms of the numbers quite yet, but got to imagine it was um, you know, significant, to say the least. And as we talked about in a prior episode, we're going to kind of take a pretty easy stab that a lot of the uh, cyber purchases, the online purchases, you know, uh, exceeded prior years, and there probably wasn't quite the same foot traffic. But nonetheless, uh, you know, we're just in the middle of the holiday season now, so we're going to have from uh, now the start of December through the uh, end of the year to, uh, you know, hopefully finish strong. Well, and we'll certainly take a peek at what you expect to happen, you know, over the final three weeks-ish until we, you know, say goodbye and throw away 2020 and move on to 2021. I'm going to say that a million times because I just wish that we could do it tomorrow, but uh, I digress. So I can't wait to get out of 2020. But as we you know, continue to kind of, I guess, look at November, I know there was a lot of things that you were paying attention to and you know the market can be very volatile at times, especially when you have an election year, especially when you have uh, you know, a pandemic going on, you have the holidays, you have all these different you know, factors and things at play. And yet... There was still really good news coming out of the market, some record-setting news, actually, throughout the month of November. So, yes. So, record-setting numbers on Wall Street, right? And we'll get to those in just a second. But the second half of this November, to remember, is the negative impact that we heard in the last week of the month primarily. We're talking about increase in COVID cases here in Michigan, right? We went to a uh, pause, a reset, if you will, a repause. And across the country, uh, the United States is now really worried about this second uh, round of COVID-19. Currently, um, what, according to Johns Hopkins, we have 4 million new cases in November alone more than doubling the one-month record of 1.9 million from just a month earlier. In total, more than 13.2 million Americans have now been infected. And according to that same report, 266,000 have died. So this is still serious, and it weighs on us on a daily basis. Yeah, and we'll see ultimately what ends up happening You know, in our state. Uh, I know the state of California has lockdowns and shutdowns affecting 33 million people. And while we obviously want to take this very seriously, I also, you know, it it, it pains you to, to watch some of the videos of small business owners, their, their livelihood at stake as they're not able to serve, you know, people in their restaurant. They're not even able to accommodate and have tents outside uh, where, you know, you can safely social distance, you can safely wear masks, and they are getting gutted. Uh, as business owners. And, you know, small businesses are the lifeblood, I think, of America. And so that's certainly going to be really difficult to watch over the winter, in addition to obviously, um, you know, people getting infected by this and, and ultimately, unfortunately, dying. There's no 
great answer, no great solution. It's it just it, it's bad, certainly no matter which way you look at it. No, and you have also a number of job seekers that are maybe hesitant to go back. You know, um, they don't want to be in a situation that may put them at harm, right? So you have a very um, specific part of the uh, unemployment base that is really uh, concerned and slow to re-engage, right? At the same time, you have an economy that is still down 9.8 million jobs since February, right? So although we're been coming back, um, the latest, latest data in, in November shows that we were expecting 440,000 new jobs created in November, right? Mm-hmm. 440,000 new. Well, it only came in at 245,000 new, okay? So in one uh, breath, you would say, well, 245,000 more, that's good, right? Well, when you're expecting and projecting and whether that's, you know, uh, moves itself into the markets or just how, you know, businesses plan... Uh, um, that's a lot slower than expected. And guess what? In October, there were 610,000 jobs created, right? So you're seeing now maybe a decline, and you may see that through the holidays. You may see companies that are just now going to stay more um, virtual or more work remote or just slow to rehire. So you have a lot of things going on. And at the end of the day, um, I think it was um, CNN that said at this pace, it may take 44 months or something until we're back to where we were pre-COVID. Come on. Come on. Yeah, right? Four years <laughs> yeah. potentially to get back to where we were. Yes, that's what uh, they that's what they say till 2024, right? So that's um very serious and um you know, we'll see what happens, but again, at 200,000 there's 9.8 million jobs still to go. Do mm. the math. 250,000 yeah. a month. You know, you're going to take a long time to get there. So, um again, we've got a lot to pay attention to. Um the late the latest data says that, you know, once we get through this short-term um COVID-19 part two, that vaccine is on the horizon, right? So who gets uh, inoculated first? Uh, we are talking about and understanding, but let's just say it gets to be you know, Q1 or even Q2 next year that we all have it available to us. Well, that might slingshot the economy. So we may have, you know, again, three or four months here of up and down and ebb and flow and jobs hired, jobs fired, et cetera. But we think that uh, get us to the next summer and maybe there's a you know another leg to go. Gosh, I hope it's not all the way until summer. Let's let's expedite this process, please, if we can do it safely uh, and make it happen. Um, so, well, and the last part, you know, with that, Kyle, we didn't talk about is Congress, right? And they're talking about whether it's a second round of stimulus checks. Um, there's also the CARES Act, and there's some other p- pieces of that that expire. So, a lot of Americans and a lot of business owners and a lot of leaders, I guess, we're out there just sitting and waiting, you know. And they call it a lame duck Congress. They're all going to wait until after the new regime is in place yeah, or thanks this guys that, right? appreciate that yeah. so this take not, your time not only does this impact the family but it impacts the businesses and how they're going to act and react so we've got a lot to, to keep us busy the next few months and uh, we're going to do our best to help here at the what do we do podcast boy that was a, a real debbie downer right there it's been a tough year you know a lot of negativity a lot of bad things to focus on can we focus on the good that, that came a little bit in November and the fact that, was it the Dow that actually set a record 
high, if I'm not mistaken, in the month of November. Is that correct? Give me some positive news here, dude. Well, Please. I'm just going to say the simplest thing for you to do is either go online and check your investment <laughs> account. I mean, no matter who you are out there in podcast world, your accounts should have had, you know, a fantastic November, uh, okay October. But seriously, since, you know, we started this podcast in June, the markets. You know, nothing specific that we're doing here, certainly, but the markets have rebounded. And so, yes, November, one thing that happened was the Dow, for a brief moment, went above 30,000. Ring that bell again, bogey. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um, but yes, so uh, I think it was the best November in history for the S&P and also um, the best Dow return in one month since 1987, if I'm not mistaken. What do you think, without getting you know too far in the weeds or, or anything, what do you think played mostly you know into that with the S&P and the Dow just booming a little bit in November. Was there anything specific, any companies specifically that, that were able to make that happen? No, it was just, again, the Federal Reserve has said they're going to keep interest rates at yeah. zero. Okay, mm -hmm. so you've got a uh, starting point, okay? And we've always said don't fight the Fed. Now, things can get um, you know overpriced, and there's certainly opportunity for volatility, but it's the trifecta of um, uh the cure for COVID-19 is, uh, you know, coming, coming soon. The announcement of the election, along with the COVID-19 um, vaccine. And then you throw in the uh, Federal Reserve, keeping uh, – accommodative policy and that is what then had people invest and the dow primarily has dividend paying stocks but in general um, everyone was looking you know for the good news down the road and of course any kind of good news that we can get we will certainly take uh anything specific to november that you want to make sure that you point out here before we do start to kind of take a peek ahead toward the end of the year? Well, for sure, because you got to hear some of these numbers, okay? So we're going to take a few minutes just so everyone out there and listening and viewing land can totally understand the full impact of what happened in November, okay? In November alone, now, mind you, I'm going to set this up by saying, let's just say the 100-year average for the stock market returns for a year, S&P this, Dow that, okay? But let's just say in general for this conversation, the average per year, Okay, would be what? What would you say, Kyle? Oh, gosh. I, For a year. I mean, a whole year in the market on average, good years, bad years, average amount. What do you think? I couldn't even come up with a guess. I don't know. Okay. Well, we're going to say around 8%. Okay. okay. Some say 7 <laughs> some say 10 yeah. but 8% on average. Okay. Well, listen to these numbers. And mind you, you know, the Dow and the S&P and even the NASDAQ were down around 30% by the end of March. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. They were down 30. Okay. So those were records being set on the downside back then. And that's because yeah. of the coronavirus. And again, you couldn't prepare for it. Okay. All that to say, again, for the month of November alone, and I'm going to read you the major indices returns, because across the board, except for one, you're going to go, oh, my God. And, okay. and the last one, I'm going to save the best for last. You're going to fall out of your chair, and Sully, he might, I don't even know what he's going to do. He just might jump up and down and call his broker to try to buy some of what I'm going to talk <laughs> about. Okay, so here we go. The S&P in November alone was up 10.75% okay. in one month. Okay, for the year it's now twelve point one zero to the positive, meaning it was up wow. two. Now it's up twelve. Okay, that can't happen often. Again, let's. If it happens every <laughs> single month, you're up one hundred twenty percent for the year. I mean, heck, you know what? Why not? Right? For easy money. And this is actually what scares us going forward because everyone's going to kind of think it's this easy, and it's mm -hmm. never this easy, right? A fool and his and her money are soon parted. Yep. So, right? Be smart, be diligent, but get on board. 
the market train. Okay, so number two, the Dow gained 11.84 for the month of November. And like I said, it was its biggest monthly gain since 1987. And it went from being a negative on the year to up 3.86 year to date. Another, you know, amazing rebound in one month. Makes sense? Literally remarkable to me. Given the year that we've had and everything going on, that that's incredible to me. Yes. And amazing news there is on November 24th, the Dow Jones closed above 30,000 for the first time ever, right? It's up approximately 60% from the bottom. And back in that one day in March, it was down below 18,500. Okay. And everyone's like, we got to get out. We got to get out. We got to get out. I went on uh, Channel 7 News locally, and they're like, the market's down 2,000 points. Uh, should we get out? What should we do? Should we get out? I mean, what do we do? We got to panic. Don't panic, right? Participate, mm-hmm. right? So that's, again, the scary times to discipline and either stay the course or get in and do all that. So the NASDAQ, your friend, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, right? It also came to the party in November. It was up 11.8%, Okay. Kind of the same as the others, but guess what? Year to date, it's up 35.96%, right? Because uh, people are at home. People if I are asked you why, what would I do? Yeah, devices, yeah. You got I mean, it. That's it. We at Great Lakes Wealth, we're starting to call it the work from home, WFH, mm-hmm. and the play from home, PFH, right? And play might mean you know video games, Netflix, et cetera. Streaming everything, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Metro Detroit Golfers has this uh, you know, c- uh, company that has these uh, putting greens they put in your basement or in your man mm-hmm. cave, right? So some people are just doing that at home, and I guess that's helping out. Probably not the NASDAQ, but they're doing that while they're watching Netflix. Sinlon, Michigan, yeah. You know great company. Mean? Yeah, they do a yeah, great job. Fantastic. I, so, I bought one of those uh, this past year as well, doing a ton of putting in the home. You is know, that right? Just, just to keep busy. I Why mean, not? what else are you going to do, right? Why not? Put a little Netflix on and uh, put away, right? <laughs> so the NASDAQ's up 36% year to date. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Is. We're going to take it. And now we're getting in a rotation into the international markets, okay? We think this is going to be a big theme for 2021, so we'll talk about that here in a minute. But also, um, the MSCI World Index, which includes 1,600 companies from 23 developed countries, it was up 12.66 for the month, okay? Now from being the depths of despair because, again, what's going on in Asia, what's going on with this and that. They were down more than we were for a lot of the year here in the Mm. United States, but now it's back up to a positive 0.83. It's even back, okay? Global investing, back. The Emerging Markets Index were also up 9.2 for the month. So we have across the board so far in the equity world, okay, that's kind of a crossroads of equity stocks. Mm -hmm. Everything was unbelievable in November. Amazing. Records. That's incredible. Incredible. See, I, I, you keep talking about this, and I, I can't stop thinking about. I mean, it was already, and correct me if I'm wrong. It was a bull market before the pandemic got underway, right? Things were just booming. The market was doing really well. Unemployment was record think, low, under three percent, if record I'm not mistaken, low, at that time sure. before all of this ended up transpiring. We have all of these highs, all you know, whether it be the the Dow, the Nasdaq, all up, you know, on the year and up in a big way. I can't help but think if this, you know, horrific pandemic didn't end up happening, what would this year have been like? Like, like would it have gone up even further? Would, would there be even more records, you know, set this past year? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard. I, I know, you know, hypothetical and, you know, the pandemic did happen and everything that transpired with it. But if it didn't, I mean, we were flying high. Absolutely. Right. And so we're talking about the broad indices right Mm -hmm. now. So the S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ, et cetera. But there are sectors that are actually still down 
30% on the year, 20%. So it's not, again, a situation where a rising tide has carried all ships. We talked about early in this podcast series that it was, you know, the big five. It was, you know, Apple, Amazon, mm-hmm. Microsoft, et cetera, right? And they were carrying the weight and they were the majority of the gains in the S&P. It was a very small tranche. You had energy. You had ExxonMobil that was, you know, $90. That's still only at $40. It's down 50%, right? Bank stocks are still down 20 or 30 or 40%. I think Citibank, for example, Citigroup was at, you know, $90 a share and it went down to $40 and it's back to maybe 50 or 55, JP Morgan Chase, et cetera. So financials still are not, you know, at some huge valuation because they're down on the year, right? Um, and it's always give and take depending on what's going on with the world and the economy and all that. Yeah, I get that. So we call it, it might be time to rotate and rebalance. You follow me? Absolutely. And, so, and you actually do see that one of the statistics that we have is that in the month of November, some of those uh, big five tech stocks, particularly Amazon and Apple, were actually flat on the month. So if you own Apple and Amazon, you've been running hard and high all year. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Amazon went from 18 hundred an ounce to thirty four hundred an ounce. Eighteen hundred a share to thirty four hundred a share. Well now it's thirty one hundred a share. So it's actually down ten percent for it was. So to answer your question, I don't know where we would be, but you would definitely um, you know be happy with this regardless. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, okay, so as we I guess move toward twenty twenty one, the year is starting to wind down. We're getting ready for the holidays, whatever you know, holiday you, you know, choose to, uh, to celebrate on myself. Looking forward to Christmas. That is for certain. Um, but as we go ahead this month, what are some of the things that you are going to be paying attention to? And what are some of the things that, you know, if you're somebody that wants to monitor your money, wants to monitor the markets and the economy, that, that you should be paying attention to as well? Well, I've got three uh, more points on where we are. And it'll kind of be a segue into your question, sure. okay? Because yeah. we just talked about equities, but I want to talk about fixed income. I want to talk about those bonds. I want to talk to you about the other side of the uh, table. And I know you want to ask me about gold and precious metals. Of course, I know you yeah. probably want to ask me about <laughs> cryptocurrencies, right? You might want to ask me about trading cards. I'm not even sure what's going on, right? DraftKings, etc. But on a serious note, oh, so do, the online betting is coming to Michigan right? sooner yeah, than did later. You hear about this, yeah. right? Another oh, yeah. podcast uh, topic in the books. Here it's we go. Free money, right, Dewey? Well, sports again, betting. It's free money. Well, it's great. I don't know. That, that, that's <laughs> out of my. That's out of my comfort zone. I mean, I'm sitting here uh, listening. You can run that pod, and I'll uh, I'll sit back and I'll I'll grill you for a half an hour. Okay. <laughs> Booyah. Hi, this is Dewey Stuffin, CEO of Great Lakes Wealth. At Great Lakes Wealth, we believe that now, more than ever, it's so important to support our local economy. As a local business ourselves, we are dedicated to helping other small businesses not just survive, but thrive. There are several ways that we can all support our community. Order takeout or curbside delivery. Buy a gift card and use it later. Tip service workers extra. Add local goods to your grocery list. Visit online stores and shop. Today, more than ever, local businesses need our help. They are the heartbeat of our community. Let's all do what we can. As many hands make for light work. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. So we have equities, right? We have stocks, bonds, cash. So I'm going to talk, we talk about stocks. Yep. I'm going to talk about bonds real quick. We talk about cash real quick, and then alternatives. And today's alternatives, we're going to talk about gold. And we're also going to talk about Bitcoin real quick, okay? We can talk about real estate, et cetera, other things. But we're just going to talk about bonds, cash, and alternatives. Mm-hmm. 
and then we're going to get into what we should look at towards the end of the year for the last few weeks. Okay, great. So real quick, so in the bond world, the Bloomberg Barclays Ag Bond Index is the one that we follow, and that was also up. So you would think, I guess I shouldn't even tell you what you know you would think, Kyle. But in general, if stocks are up. Bonds are down, okay, especially yes. in a normal environment. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember so, you saying that previous episode. Okay, yeah. and if the stock were to, stock market were to crash, then, again, the bonds are what your insurance They're there policy. for you. They're there yeah. for you, mm-hmm. right? Well, guess what? The Barclays <laughs> Ag Bond Index was up 0.98% in November as well, and it's up 7.28% on the year. Okay, and anyone who out there who understands fixed income is really going wow. Okay, because the next one I'm going to talk about is cash. Okay, cash in the bank pays less than one percent interest. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in a prior uh, pod about cash. Yeah, it just sits there. Right? What a just waste of time. There, yeah. right? So if you can get double cash in a bond, you're doing great, right? If the ten-year treasury, so the ten-year treasury is still sub, you know, two percent or whatever the case is. So if it's sub two percent, ten years. In a bond, you're gonna get two percent a year on average. Well, this bond, this bond index is up seven point two eight for the year. So if you're supposed to get just two percent a year for ten years, you got to lock it in. You can just get in and get out. You made one percent last month alone, right? It's not supposed to happen like yeah. this, right? It's incredible. Okay. Well, cash again, the same thing. The FTSE three month T bill. It was even up for the month, and this is kind of funny, but it's up 0.01%, okay, because it's just cash. It just sits there, right? Mm-hmm. But it actually is up 0.57 on the year. So your cash is up 0.57. Your bonds are up, uh, what, 7.28, and your stocks are up anywhere from 3 to 33, right? I mean, insane, right? It's fantastic. So um, any questions on the fixed income side? No, no not at all. Okay, well, we're going to go into the next one. <laughs> stocks, bonds, we just did cash. Yep. Now we're going to do alternatives. Okay. I'm going to just do two today, Okay. Big one is gold. Gold has been, you know, shining bright. We had a podcast on that earlier, right? Gold, I believe, is very important, mm-hmm. short term, medium term, and long term, right? As an alternative investment, non correlated. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, gold was uh, the bomber of November. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Gold is a store of value. Gold as a medium of exchange. Gold as a safety valve. Because everything else was running hard, running hot. I feel like you take this personally. No, no, no. You're it's like actually very great. disappointed. No. I know. I know how much you love gold. So I we. Do. So no, we like to buy the dips <laughs> and sometimes sell the rips. Of course. Okay. So maybe we were selling some of those things that ripped, and maybe we're going to buy a little bit of the dip. Right. That's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And again, for everyone out there listening and watching, please consult your financial advisor. Everything we talk about on here again is in concept and not specific to any one portfolio, unless we say so. Okay. So in this. Uh, example, gold was down 5.8% in the month of November. Okay. Wow. But it's up 14.59 year to date. Okay. And it's basically at 1,800 an ounce. It was over 2,000 an ounce briefly a few months ago. Okay. The analysts out there that follow gold, you can call it a Bank of America Merrill Lynch. You can call it Vanek Investments. You can call it a few others. They do still have targets very firmly placed at 3000 an ounce. Okay? So, again, maybe the bonds didn't go down as the market rallied, but maybe gold did go down, again, as an alternative investment to you know stocks, et cetera. Right? Mm-hmm. So, again, we're paying very close attention. Uh, we didn't talk about, again, the dollar has been weakening, and this does some different things out there. So, it can get more complicated than we're talking about today. But gold was the only asset class that we've talked about so far that didn't participate um, in November. So I'm going to save the very best for last, though. This is insane. Okay. This is absolutely crazy. Have you heard of this thing called Bitcoin? I have. Yeah, we talked about it on a podcast. Crypto. Yeah. Cryptos, right? Well, Bitcoin 
started November at $7,251 a coin. Okay. $7,251 a coin. And I take that back. That was uh, in January. It started November at 13573 okay. a coin. Mm-hmm. 13573 a coin in November, on November 1st, okay? Mm-hmm. It ended November over 18,000 a coin in one month for a 33.5% return in 30 days. Wow. 33.5% in the month of November. Ring that bell, baby. Ding, ding, ding. Well, guess what? For the year, it started January 1st at 7,251 a coin. So now at eighteen thousand, and actually today it's, it's nineteen thousand. It's almost twenty thousand. If we're talking real time here, early in December, it is now through November up a hundred and fifty percent. You were right on, Kyle. One hundred fifty percent, a triple. That's that, incredible. Telling me, yeah. <laughs> holy moly! Wow. Right. So those are things again that aren't keeping us awake at night, but yeah. keeping us excited to rope our sleeves and get to work. Sure. See what's next. So that's kind of again the overview of the broad indices out there: mm-hmm. equities, bonds, cash, and a little bit of alternatives to kind of set the stage for now. Where do we go from here? Yeah, an important three weeks or so. You know, here as we move forward. Yes, so we have one final thing we talk about, and this is called the seasonal trifecta. This is my favorite time of year, Kyle. You know why? We got Thanksgiving, you know, it's give thanks and count your blessings. You know I love CYB, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, now you kind of get into the holidays of December and, uh, you know, just reflecting even more. And then you get into Santa Claus and Jesus Christ is born and all these things, right, that just ring, you know, get you going until you ring that bell on New Year's Eve. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So While we're sitting in our homes just with a couple of people on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if it's the Dick Clark Rocket Eve or the uh, uh, what's the other guy who the guy who does it now the uh, uh, Ryan Seacrest, Ryan Seacrest right? Rocket yeah. Eve and like, you know might be the Kyle Bogey Mike Sullivan Rocket Eve it's all good stuff but anyway so this is something that we talk about when we talk about seasonally strong investing that mm-hmm. whole sell in May go away come back after Labor Day yep. right for the seasonally strong part you talk about again October first through again you know next April right mm-hmm. well we're in the middle of it November. November to remember, and then December on out. You follow me? Yep. So we call it the, I don't know, the 45-day run, okay? And I've been calling it this for a long time. You got what we consider the beginning around Thanksgiving. There's always a push, historically, from my perspective, from October through Thanksgiving. Okay, Halloween. Okay, yeah. From Halloween through Thanksgiving, I call it the turkey trot, okay? <laughs> the market starts the turkey trot yeah. up until Thanksgiving. You get it? Uh-huh. Okay, well, then you have Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday. We kind of get into December, and we call this, across Wall Street, the Santa Claus Rally. Have you heard of this? A little, yeah, vaguely. Okay, so this is, again, the Santa Claus Rally refers to the, to the tendency that the stock market tends to rally over the few weeks leading up to Christmas, right? So we only have 18 days or so until Christmas. So we are firmly in what we call the Santa Claus rally, okay? That's incredible, yeah. So we're in the Santa Claus rally. Anything specific, though, that is supposed to rally or or rise up or anything? Or is it just 
it, some things will, some things won't. Uh, good question. So we can get into sector breakdowns, sure. but we're not going to do that for today yeah. because of this third reason of the trifecta seasonal move of the markets that we're watching right now. Okay, you have what we've endearingly called the turkey trot. That's happened. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're in this phase called the Santa Claus rally, right? From uh, Thanksgiving, yep. when you have the parade, we didn't have it this year, as you were right, and I was wrong. Re oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, even pay attention. Oh, yeah, wow, they, yeah. yeah. they canceled it. So uh, last minute, I don't know, it was this COVID thing. And I'm the, sorry. The governor yeah. just said, shut it down. Anyway. I so, would have been happy to have been wrong on that. You know. So the parade, as you know, Santa Claus is always the last float, and he comes, and he brings, he gets the key to the city, I think, all this <laughs> stuff. But I see that from my house in the TV, because I don't go, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. But when I see that, that is my vision. Santa Claus rally. Santa Claus has come to town. You follow me? <laughs> yeah. So I really think about it as I start, uh, you know, managing portfolios or how we're going to end the year from um, Santa coming to town until you know Christmas Day. And this is again the heat of the Santa Claus rally with me so far. Mm -hmm. Well, the final piece of the puzzle is also the last few weeks of the year. It actually goes into early January, a few days, and this is called the January effect. Okay. Have, you, have you heard of this? I haven't, no. Okay, so this is, again, uh, professionals on Wall Street will know what I'm talking about. But in December, we talked about in a prior episode for your year-end planning, you might want to do some tax uh, harvest selling. Okay, You might want to sell some stocks that are yep. down. You need to wait uh, 30 days. You know, the 31st day, you can buy them back. And then uh, you can realize the loss you have. Fair enough? Mm -hmm. So as you get into, okay, it's end of November, the stock's not moving, I'm just going to sell it. I'm going to sell my stock at the end of November, and I'm going to wait just those 30 days, and on the 31st day, I'm going to buy it back because I want to own that stock. I just want to yeah. realize the loss, right? So if everyone's doing that, they're all selling their stocks at the end of November, and then again, at the end of December, they're buying them back. Mm -hmm. That will be more buyers than sellers, and that will you know pop the stock. Yeah. You follow me? So it actually historically goes from, um, I think it's the last five trading days of the year to the first two trading days of the new year. Okay, so those seven trading days, mm -hmm. the uh, Stock Traders Almanac has done research going back to 1969. Okay. Okay, and it says uh, 34 out of the past 45 holiday seasons, it's been effective, and the average cumulative return over those seven trading days is 1.4% to the positive. So again, if you annualize out 1.4 for seven days, you're talking at 5%. You know, a month mm -hmm. times 12 months would be 60%. I'm not telling you that it happens like that. But again, there is the January effect that is kind of where we look for stocks that may have been, we call them unfairly punished mm -hmm. in December or in November even for the tax loss selling, um, you know, situation. So you have the turkey trot, Santa Claus rally, and then you end up with the January effect. How's that sound? That's great. I mean, I didn't know that all of these uh, months or you know sections essentially of the year uh, had nicknames as well. It's fascinating. Yes, well, <laughs> you gotta again, have fun on Wall Street well, too, right? Uh, yes, and there's yeah. again, there's math behind it. You know, the selling man go away, and um, again, all of these things are very important. There's other you know terminologies for other types times during the year and other strategies for investing, and you know that's one of the things we say about here with our. Um, 
you know, thoughts about to be a successful investor, you have to have your strategy. You mm-hmm. have to understand what it is you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And even though we were just talking about the short term of Thanksgiving through the uh, beginning of 2021, mm-hmm. we don't uh, encourage short term time trading like that. We do uh, encourage long term investing, right? We also do believe that volatility will create opportunity. We also believe that uh, you want to rotate and rebalance, okay? And you also want to understand that long-term is way better than short-term when you're investing for your retirement and everything else down the road. Well said. Um, And obviously, if you want some more information, you can always go to greatlakeswealth.us and I mean, there's information galore uh, at all the drop-down menus and different things that you can click on to uh, read up on and figure out. But should be an interesting, uh, you know, several weeks here. And uh, as we get to uh, the January effect, I can't wait to see yes. how it actually transpires, you know. Well, now that I know what it is, too, I can pay attention. You can pay attention. Santa <laughs> Claus rally, the January effect. And, awesome. I do, and I do know that the next pod, uh, we determine we're going to talk about healthcare, biotechnology, and mm-hmm. all things science. Yep. So I'm excited to uh, dive into that here as we end the year. And it couldn't be more timely as we're talking about COVID-19 and post-COVID, you know, what, uh, what the world's hopefully going to look like. And uh, above all else, healthy is the, uh, the uh, word du jour. Well, another great episode. This one, the 28th of the What Do We Do podcast, over 5,000 downloads. I know you certainly want to thank everyone who's listened and downloaded over uh, the last several months. And, uh, you know, as you always want to close things out with 5,000 downloads in, and we're just getting started. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please Seek advice from a licensed professional.